Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is a vague idea. It's a comedy trivia podcast. I'm Nate Regolia, and each week we subject our guests to a list of topics to find out if they have a vague idea. And this week we're going to be talking about somebody who's pretty misunderstood, I think, and someone who's very emblematic of the holiday season of late October. We're talking about the devil. <gasps> gasp. Excellent. Excellent gasp. <laughs> and to deconstruct the Lord of Darkness, uh, we're going to be chatting with two fantastic returning guests. Our first returning guest, Kelly Attaway, is a reader, a writer, a sewist, and a ghost hunter. A renaissance man, she is wildly depressed, but that only means she's got nothing to lose, and it makes her stronger. <laughs> anyway, happy Halloween. The Happy Halloween is from Kelly, so listeners, please send your Happy Halloweens back toward Kelly energetically. Kelly, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. No, I'm wildly depressed. Like You're said, wildly I'm depressed. Not, into those rounds. I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, let's do another take where you say, I'm wildly depressed. Yeah, I could come in with that energy. Would that be better? I can modulate. <laughs> no, I, I, think it's, I think it's better to go natural. Like you, you, are, uh, you are naturally effervescent. And, oh, uh, and, and what this is about really is where this is a podcast about honesty and, and an honest depiction of depression, which often features uh, people who are very ebullient and, uh, and energetic. So nobody can tell. Exactly. Hide behind the humor. Mm-hmm. It's the only place where the pain can't quite get you right away. Oh, it's got me. I'm just not showing. <laughs> I'm just not showing it. Well, welcome back to the show. And, uh, you know, uh, if, if you ever need to talk about anything feel free. This is can an open forum. Can we do it on air? Can we do it now? Let's do Absolutely. It now. Yes. Okay, yes. So it all started. Well, I'm scrapping the whole thing. I'm going to throw my phone out the window. We're going to just do this. <laughs> okay. I've changed my mind. I'm going to go back to burying it all deep down with him. Okay. Well, Hey, it's the American way. Our second returning guest, the Reverend Dr. Billy Ferguson is a healer, swamp sorcerer, and plain dealer who can break boards with his hands and feet while also breaking hearts. Billy, welcome back. <laughs> I just learned so much about myself. Um, thanks, it's good to be here, Nate. Nice to see you, nice to meet you, Kelly. I, I hope it's okay that I uh, took liberty of writing your bio. Kelly wrote her own, but I, I decided to write you one because we had one set up and like, well, yeah, these are all true things. Yeah, man, I'm into it. All right. I am also wildly depressed. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> Well, we all have our coping mechanisms. <laughs> yeah, like Satan, for instance. Lord of Darkness <laughs> brightens our days. Oh, yeah. Is that what we're going to talk about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about just just to begin, before we even start the game, anything about the devil that particularly speaks to idea? Um, I like to call him Lucy instead of Lucifer. Nice. Very, very familiar. We're all think- we back. <laughs> I think this entire topic is uh, just completely loaded and the biggest can of worms. And that's why when you were like, do you want to talk about the devil on the podcast? I was like, well, duh. Um, (laughs) um, Because, yeah, that's a complicated relationship. I mean, we'd have to start with like, what are we even talking about? There's Mm -hmm. so many different devils and Satans and whatever. Um, Depending on We're going to get into a lot it. of them on the show. Let's uh, do it. I was hoping we would do a breadth of devils. Oh yeah, I, a breadth of devils is a really great name for a either an devils. album or a book. 
Yeah. Ooh, Kelly, another memoir. I'll write it down. Title: A Breath of Devils. A Breath of Devils. The Kelly Attaway story. That is not bad. It's not. It's fucking cool. Is that the 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 technical term that you use to describe a a group of devil devils? Breath. Um, I don't think that it's specific to a group of devils. Uh, I just meant like we'll cover a broad spectrum of devils. Mm. A breath. Well, if there's not already one of those terms, you know, like a murder of crows, I think we should apply to whoever decides these things. And would be a good one. I almost think it should be like really sweet, like a herald of devils. Yeah, (laughs) or a self-actualization of devils. Oh, (laughs) since that's I mean, because that's what Satanism is about. Ultimately, it's like an illumination of devils. An illumination of devils. He is the light bringer. Lucifer. Yes. Global. We're ahead of ourselves. We, we, are, we, we are, are, but you know what? Uh, none of these things were on my list, so we're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> You've spoiled nothing. Alternately, I'm exhausting all of my devil knowledge before we get into the questions. <laughs> well, hey, let's get started with the opening question. So in many ways, the devil is a tool to create compliance in children and adults. Were you scared of the devil as a child? Uh, I was. I grew up uh, in Arkansas and Baptist so the devil I wasn't scared of like the boogeyman or pinhead from Hellraiser like I watched a lot of scary movies growing up but the devil was very scary I think because he was um uh a representative of like a moral judgment of me rather than just a bad guy who might crop up uh, by accident (laughs) so yeah I was scared of the devil when I was little I um also grew up Baptist but in Virginia, and I think I got lucky because my church was not like a fire and brimstone Baptist church. They're actually, for the most part, very positive. Um, and there wasn't a lot of like, oh, the devil kind of talk at all. But um, there was a lot of like, you know, you want to be good. And and um, I, I was think I was more scared of, of his domain being my uh, my my sentence in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I was probably a shit-eating little ass-kisser for that reason a lot of times. <laughs> I mean, I think we all are, right? Like, that's the, the, the common-day allegory is to use, like, elf on the shelf, is, is functionally doing the same thing as telling kids that, like, Satan or Krampus, right? Which is kind of a devil of sorts. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I, I, so I grew up in in Castle Rock, which is a very conservative community in Colorado. And I had a lot of friends who were churchgoers. I was never a churchgoer myself, really. But uh, for a period of time in high school, I went to like youth group events, including like a youth group camp weekend thing, which yeah, vacation Bible school. Is that what they called it? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and basically, it's a thing where uh, like a cult, they exercise <laughs> you to a point of exhaustion. And then they drag you into an auditorium and they indoctrinate you with nonsense while you're too tired and waiting for dinner um, to do anything else. So I remember this very fire and brimstone speech about how like, oh, you know, some of you may see shadows out of the corner of your eyes in the night. And that is Satan creeping into your world. And this is this is an indication that you are failing at your, you know, piousness or whatever the fuck they were saying. But but I remember being in this room full of all kids you know we're all teens to younger and you know when it was getting into very like holy roller territory with some kids just raising their arms and like making noises and shit and like 
it, it, it squigged me out. It's like, no, thank you. And it's also really, uh, hey, freedom of religion and all that, but it's child abuse to like bring a bunch of kids into a room and be like, hey, so thoughts that you have that are bad, that's the devil doing that. And you should dismiss them uh, out of hand because the devil is trying to make you think slash do slash want things. And I mean, I was naive enough still at that age that I didn't even really have a concept of what that was outside of like premarital sex and violence. I wouldn't have even been clocking like being gay or being bi or any of that at all. But I'm sure like a bunch of those kids just all like grew up to be self-hating individuals because it's all Satan. Yeah. Satan. I remember being at one of those weird events too um, at the youth, youth evangelist conference, I think it was. Wow, it was, called, that's... It was YEC at, or yeah, I think it was a conference or it was, it was a concert. Maybe it was youth evangelist concert and they were playing this horrible music and everybody was waving their arms around and, you know, getting moved by the spirit. And I remember my youth group leader, um, you know, who was the, the grown up of the bunch, just like looking at me and being like, this sucks, right? You want to go? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And we left. <laughs> so Thank you, Louis uh, Cash, wherever you are. It's like, <laughs> hey, I, I've got, I think I've got pizza, beer, weed, and a pipe. Can we go to the van? <laughs> Let's split it. Let's blow this up. <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah. I just remember so, one of my youth leaders, like, he would um, make offhand jokes during his speech, his sermon. I don't even know what the words are anymore. Um, and he would, like, either apologize to Jesus or like casually high five the devil in like they were real characters that he was like broing down with like oh, wow yeah That's... I had a date this weekend what's up my man the devil because <laughs> we're you know eight it can't, be, it can't be more serious than that <laughs> wow the date that's a very so, and that's a very like that's a very like old date. version of that too like like book of job style where it's like hey these two people are actually real and they're they're toying with a person yes life. it was very strange yeah. i'm just gonna chat with them yeah it was just like that they were just dudes like classic on your shoulder like one on one on one shoulder one on the other and like just chatting with them throughout the day very good omens yeah, i'm so wow. glad i didn't have that stuff like my church was just really kind of I mean, I would just describe it as pleasant for the most part until like the day when you're, you're like 12 or 13 and you're, you're standing there going, oh, wait, I don't actually believe any of this. And then you like have that sort of reckoning, but uh, yeah, nothing weird about like Satan and and Jesus being like looking over your shoulder and like breathing down your neck all the time or anything like that. I think if I want that kind of stuff, I'd rather just like be Catholic. Yeah, because at least you get cool robes and there's a lot of weird ceremony. People are shaking Boy. incense at you. Yeah, where like in most Southern Baptist churches, there's still a lot of shouting. <laughs> and casseroles. <laughs> oh, and like we had we had some visitors one day who were not normal uh, uh, attendees. And one of them like raised their arm at one point and was like, Amen. And everybody looked at them like they were insane. <laughs> oh. And I was like, oh, shit, never do that, mental note. <laughs> Don't separate yourself from the herd for any reason. Yeah, that, that, just, that was not the style that we were doing. We either um, all say it together or nobody says it. <laughs> yes. God. It's a, it's so a flock, weird. damn it. 
<laughs> Damn it. I like that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, uh, what a, what a weird thing to, to go back to what you were saying about that, that sort of 12, 13 point where you just realize, you don't believe any of it. I would love to find, and, and hopefully there already exists a study, but I would love to find some sort of longitudinal psychological study where people are just interviewed at like, okay, so you believed this when you were nine and then you didn't believe it for like four years ish, but you went back to believing it because you liked the community so much and you couldn't actually bear to break free of that. I just wonder how many people are sort of like believers by default because they don't like, because they would lose a whole bunch of sort of uh, social structure if they stopped. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, That would be weird. I'd like to see that too. Yeah. The irony is that now I prefer to believe in everything because it's more fun. That's fair. Like, want don't you want to? I want to yeah, believe. Don't you, yes. This I, is I prefer to, to live Kelly in a world episode. with uh, cryptids and uh, ghosts and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, why not have I all mean, the magic? Like, yeah. Worst case that you're wrong about everything, but you can be wrong about not believing in any of it. So, hey, yeah. And like, who cares? So go for it. It's a real, yeah, like, fun, good Pascal's fun, wager. Not it's real. <laughs> fuck yes it is fun whether or not it's real well great job on the opening question you're each going to receive two points hooray hooray how exciting it's time for round number one kelly do you have a vague idea about mephistopheles oh, um um almost i almost do let's see mephistopheles is he I, I can already tell you I'm conflating him with somebody else. He's not the like voice of of um, Lucifer, is he? He's not like a record keeper. Um, all of my religious information comes not from the Baptist church in which I grew up, but from watching Supernatural repeatedly. So regrettably, I do not have any more details on Mephistopheles. <laughs> Okay, well, I mean, I think you're correct about the worker for for Lucifer. He is kind of a record keeper. So yeah, you got that. Billy, what can you add about Mephistopheles? Um, not a ton. Uh, it's not one of my areas of expertise, but um, uh, demon, I think German in mm-hmm. origin, um, associated with Faust and kind of is like- Oh my God, yes. Sorry, Jumper. I just remembered more about him. Okay, go ah. on. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the demon in the Faust story, right? And then, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, I remember. I can't tell I... you like his favorite color or anything like that. Well, it's black. Duh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> it goes favorite with food, licorice. <laughs> um, here's why I recognize the name not from Supernatural, but he is a character in uh, Hell House LLC. One of the, I think, I want to say he's in the third one. Not really. They were doing a Faust play and somebody is playing Mephistopheles. And I was like, got it. And I Wikipedia'd him. I don't remember anything except for the scary clowns in Hell House. So not um, useful. No, it's, it's, hey, it's it's more information. And you are correct. Uh, Both of you will receive two points. Uh, Yeah, Mephistopheles, also known as Mephisto, uh, among other weird spellings of the same word is a german folklore demon um he originally appeared in the faust legend and in other works as a stock character uh you also will find mr mephistopheles in the musical cats a tuxedo cat that i guess might be satan sort of i don't know enough about that magic he's a magician 
okay well then there you go so he's just like he's just a fun magician he's making a call back <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah he's in faust he's in some goethe just a just just one of your classic manifestations of of the devil in demon form i think that's why i always forget who it is because he kind of pops up in different places and so it's my brain just doesn't pin it down as well as it should yeah i think that's kind of part of the magic of the devil is like a scare tactic for children and adults is that if it takes a lot of forms and it's hard to pin down exactly where you never feel completely comfortable like oh i know that that's where the devil is like oh no the devil's is the devil in this bucket of chicken should i not be eating it (laughs) oh god no he is and there he is and he's like hey how's it going is that what the devil sounds like? Let's hear more from the devil. Is he here? Yeah, I mean, hey guys, I'm in a bucket of chicken. How are you? I'm the devil. Oh, you're you're delicious. You're pretty casual, devil. Ow, you're eating my uh, my unholy flesh. Ugh. I this love it. Like, um, a sacrament, but the other way. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> an unholy sacrament. Uh, so yeah, great job. Two points each. Uh, round number two, Billy. Do you have a vague idea about security administrator tool? for analyzing networks or satan no do you want to make something up is that an actual thing um um, i don't know it's oh my god it sounds like uh wow um it's (laughs) no i have no fucking idea what that is i'm not I, i got nothing okay kelly I have a guess, and I think I'm at an advantage because I work in software, <laughs> so I, I can make a stab at this one. What I expect it is, is it software that you can, like, set loose in your company's network, and it will go and, like, ferret out all of the um, security, uh, the, the parts that are weak where breaches could easily be made by, like, nefarious people outside or inside your network, but um, just bad actors. So I think that it's... Uh, you hear about this with like banks, people hire third parties to come into their bank and like s- case it out and see how they would break into and rob the bank. Same thing, but with a network is my guess. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. I uh, wish I'd come up with that <laughs> as a guess. That would have been great. <laughs> yeah, security administrator tool for analyzing networks or Satan was a free software vulnerability scanner for analyzing networked computers. Satan captured the attention of a broad technical audience appearing in PC Magazine. Remember PC Magazine? Wow. Remember magazines? <laughs> and for drawing threats from the United States Department of Justice. It featured a web interface complete with forms to enter targets, tables to display results, and context-sensitive tutorials that appeared when a vulnerability had been found. Um, it was a. Uh, it was all of 767 kilobytes oh my gosh is a cute, wow. cute little uncompressed program oh my guy um and uh if you go to it's Porcupine, like an atari game right <laughs> yeah yeah it's pong <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just play pong against our computer system until it breaks uh, but uh yeah if you go to porcupine.org slash satan um apparently you can find some more info about it i bet the commands for using that are insufferable i bet it's all like to run it's dot slash hail satan and to analyze your results it's like hail payment or whatever <laughs> like i'm sure it's all <laughs> like esoteric deep nerd shit <laughs> oh it, it, yeah say, it's it's like a 90s era program so it's got to be did you say analyze i said analyze <laughs> i Is heard this, something else 
<laughs> Sometimes when I say the word, I'm going to do it carefully, Adam, people are like, what is it that you just said? I think that I say A's weird sometimes. That's probably what you heard. <laughs> also, it's just funny if it's like the Satan thing and there's anal you know, butt stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's probably in Satan there. Butt probably stuff. in there. <laughs> Satan butt stuff. It's a great job <laughs> on round well, number two. For Kelly. <laughs> Kelly gets two points. Billy, you get one point. I deserve negative points, really, but okay. You get the default one point from, from round number two. I can't believe I've never heard of that. I'm also surprised that it took off, but it, it, you know, it sounds like it was sort of mostly a hacker tool and not anything that was ever marketed. Yeah, you know, I think it comes from an era when like nobody really knew anything about computers. Like it was in PC Magazine, but like that wasn't a wide, that wasn't like a broad audience publication. That would have been like, oh, this well, what a cool way for me to look for uh, for for errors or or uh, you know whatever security. I, I definitely had some PC magazines. They're probably still under my mattress at home. My- <laughs> Why were they under your mattress? Sorry, let's dig into this. What? <laughs> no, let's 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 move on. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at that rig. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, we're gonna play our first game. It's everybody's favorite game. It's I see what you did there. Oh, so on I see what you did there. I'm going to give you a uh, circuitous clue. That will allude to mashing up two things related to the devil and something else. And you just have to tell me what I'm, what I'm getting at. Okay. So let's, let's oh, get to uh, add at this. Okay. I, yeah. Oh. This is like my, the worst category for me on uh, 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 wheel of fortune, anything uh, remotely like this. <clears throat> so Kelly, let's start with you with the first, I see what you did there. Clue Keanu Reeves character. Kevin Lomax moonlights as a governmental legal authority when he's not defending Satan himself. There are so many things happening. Hold on. <laughs> I got discouraged very early on. <laughs> uh, for the rest of it. Okay, so, start after Kevin Lomax, because I don't know yeah, what that means. So Keanu Reeves plays a character whose name is Kevin Lomax. I got that far. <laughs> in a movie where he defends Satan himself. Where he defends Satan himself. Okay. But what if... Kevin Lomax was moonlighting as a governmental legal authority. You know, those memes that are like, no thoughts, just smooth brain. (laughs) That's that's what's happening over here. (laughs) I have fully nothing. All I can think, I'm just thinking of um, uh, how bad I want to watch Constantine. Which great movie. Great Great movie. Not not the devil related Keanu Reeves movie. No, I didn't think it was. Um, uh, I think I got the first part. Okay, Billy, for the for the steal, let's see if you can let's see if you can pick this up. No, but I, I don't have the whole thing. I, I I'm lost after the beginning. Okay, it's got to be it's Devil's Advocate something, right? Yes, um, it is Devil's Advocate something. Um, ad, advocate for. So if you were if you're like the the uh, the government's advocate, that sounds unlikely. Called, uh, a congressman. Well, you'd be like a legal advocate for the government, though. So you'd be. Um, oh God. Um, I'll, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll just, I'm going to give you, each, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give you each one warm up point. Uh, the answer I was looking for was the devil's advocate general. Oh, we're going to get there. Like, yeah, like was an a, attorney yeah. general, an advocate general is this, is a synonym for that, for that position as a governmental legal. Yeah. Uh, no, never was going to get there. I was like, lobbyist. 
Yeah, I was searching for lobbyist. Yeah, you both get a point because I I didn't I didn't write that one very clearly. So, oh no, you're just smarter than us. That's all. You're just smarter than us. That's all it is. I'm also Congrats. completely in control of the game, hey, which is not that doesn't mean points. I'm smart. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give myself ten points. <laughs> but you're gonna win this if I somehow win. <laughs> I just have to stop doing the podcast entirely. Oh no! This is I the last episode. The so high. <laughs> okay. so on the next one, you've got to dole out twenty points, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's the beauty. I can sling as many points as I want. Um, uh, Billy, uh, number two, Milton's classic Garden of Eden parable ends up in a bin behind the info desk at an amusement park or museum. Gosh, Nate, these are really oh, hard. Ha, ha, I think I know this one. All right. Really? Bill, Billy gets a couple more seconds to, to yeah, decide yeah, before not... we'll throw the steal. In behind the museum. Milton's <laughs> classic Garden of Eden parable ends up in a bin behind the info desk at an amusement park or museum. I'm really interested to hear the answer. All right. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to come up with it. Kelly. I think it's Paradise Lost and Found. You are correct. Nailed it. Oh, nice. Shouldn't have been that hard. I'm just dumb. (laughs) No, we got, that first one was so hard. It wrecked our confidence. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) All right, Kelly, number three. This Beck single might be in your mind as you exceed your peers at a shared activity. Okay, great news. Not going to get this one. Um, (laughs) This Beck, I don't even know who Beck is. He's bald, right? No, Mo- no, Moby's bald. Well, Beck, Beck has I don't a... know. I can't do this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Billy. Uh, can this... you repeat the question? <laughs> yes. This Beck single might be in your mind as you exceed your peers at a shared activity. I can tell that you're like giving uh, clues. <laughs> it's, a, it's a devil's haircut ahead of the rest. Uh, Very close. Al- yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it to you. You're, it's a devil's haircut above the rest. Like, yeah, a cut yeah, above yeah. the rest. Devil's haircut right. above the rest. Okay, can you explain that to me? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, Beck, the singer, has a song called Devil's Haircut. In the oh. chorus, he says, I've got a devil's haircut in my mind. Which was why the in your mind part. And then exceeding your peers. Yeah, and then exceeding your peers at a shared activity would be, right. I'm a cut above. Yeah, got it. So, okay. great job. You're both... You both have two points so far, and there's only one more of these left, so that's nice for everyone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number well, four. We're not all having fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, number four, Billy. I hope you can fiddle like this Charlie Daniels classic when meeting a famously talented New York and New Mexico floral artist. The devil went down to Georgia O'Keefe. You are correct. Yeah. yeah. Very good. That Very one was good. a cakewalk, though, for me. You see what I did there? I, I see what you did there. there. Hey, all right. <laughs> Let's go to round number three. Uh, Kelly, do you have a vague idea about Mr. Satan? Mr. Satan. Mr. Uh, Satan. He's the star of a song by the Killers. Uh, that's a that's a Mr. Brightside joke for those. I of like you it. Paying attention, um, Mr. Satan. Uh, it's um, the devil's alter ego. So you know how like when we let our hair down, we go to like, um, I don't know, crazy like sex clubs and stuff. The devil puts on a little business suit 
and um, goes to a board meeting. That's how he he like gets crazy and wild. That's Mr. Satan. That's his alter ego. And and the whole time though, he says, "Please, Mr. Satan's my father's name." <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Billy. Anything to add about Mr. Satan? No, I'm assuming this is a pop culture reference that I have no familiarity with whatsoever. It is a pop culture reference. Okay. And you might have familiarity with it. I don't know. I didn't have a lot of familiarity with it, but some people do. Where is it from? He is a character from Dragon Ball Z. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Never watched it. He's, a, he, he, he's, this, he's this funny looking fella right here. Well, he looks oh. cool. Yeah, he wears he wears like a cool uh, old Dracula magician's cape that that a Satan would also wear, and uh, he an also afro? goes by Hercule. Yes, he does. He's got an afro and, and like and mean sideburns. Yeah, and a killer handlebar mustache too. Pretty sweet. Okay, so I was close. <laughs> oh yeah, you were very close. Um, yeah, in in the show, he is uh, flamboyant and incompetent as a martial artist. <laughs> um, but he becomes a world-renowned hero after he uh, fallacious, uh, fallacious, after he oh. falsely claims credit to de- for defeating Cell, which is a villain. Boy, I really yeah. thought you were going for a different verb there. Yeah, yeah. I Well, because it says fallaciously, which is like oh. the strangest adverb choice. Yeah, he that's out there. Fallaciously. Fallaciously. Yeah. That, you say falsely. You fall, that you only falsely. really triggers one thought for me. Yeah. 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 Yep. You want to talk about this PC mags again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's uh, no, next question. Let's talk <laughs> let's talk about the date on that uh that 486. Ooh. Ooh. Two fans. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, Where do they put all those fans? Oh man. The heat sinks too. Oh. Uh, uh, ding ding. <laughs> 16 gigs of RAM. Oh man, yeah. That's so much. So much That's more tough. than it would even possibly have. <laughs> it might oh, did like, I say gigs? I meant yeah, megs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sixteen megs of RAM. Where it's like, wow, this is really running like a word processor, like gangbusters. <laughs> oh damn! I could type like, so many dirty words during, while I use this computer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great job on Mr. Satan. My ASCII art. Oh yeah, <laughs> we need to bring that back. Dude, there are ASCII art generators. Sorry, this is how I do a lot of my documentation at work as I go to ASCII art generators and you can like, well, you can use it for practical stuff like building graphs in it. That's boring. But you can also like build out big, stunning features of text. Um, so I like cool. to put that in my readmes, really shake things up around the around the office. That was a, one of the best things about like uh, getting programs that fell off the internet truck is that they usually come with readmes that have some sort mm-hmm. of intricate art like that and so it is. it's delightful so fun <laughs> uh so great job on mr satan kelly two points and uh and billy one point and now it's time for round number four billy do you have a vague idea about bedazzled um as it relates to satan no it's it, was that a movie i'm it just thinking of yeah i'm just thinking of the um the weird device that I used to see on TV commercials in the nineties that, that like pop rhinestones onto whatever you wanted. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Which I, yeah, I thought it was stupid at the time. And now I'm like, fuck, I wish I had one of those. That'd be awesome. Just make everything shiny. Um, you could probably get one on eBay. Yeah. I'm going to look soon, <laughs> um, but no, I think it's a movie and I have no idea what it's about. 
it's definitely a movie and i'm gonna i'm gonna play off of what you've suggested here and say that bedazzled in the format that you're thinking of is a footloose like parable about a town that everybody has to wear like denim jackets but they're not allowed <laughs> to adorn them with anything and then there's one kid who rolls into town and he's bedazzling the shit out of everybody's jackets and the preacher gets all up in arms about the fact that now everybody's too shiny is that seriously what the movie is no but it would be oh, great if it was. That would be amazing. <laughs> if that movie were cast in the 80s, you know who that shiny kid would be, Michael Jackson. That's right. Yeah. He would start with his glove. He would start with his glove. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and it, it could be it could be like a great uh, liberating the help sort of story from the 80s too, where it's like he rolls mm-hmm. in and the, the stuffy butler wears two white gloves because it's a very traditional old town. And he bedazzles the shit out of those gloves. Yeah. And one day uh-huh. the butler's trying to wipe the windowsill to chastise the rest of the, the rest of the help. And he can't. He can't get dust onto the fingertip because there's he's bedazzled to the and point. And you know of, what? That's a good thing because then he's like, go home early. This place is spotless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but is this directed by John Hughes or John Carpenter? I think it's both. I think they they I think <laughs> they team up. Oh, a joint time venture. Ever. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, huh. and weirdly, Carpenter lets Hughes write the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Kelly, anything uh, to add about Bedazzled? Um, when you first said it, I was thinking of that. Um, oh, my God. I'm about to do that thing that I always do in your podcast where I sound like somebody's mom because I can't remember anybody's names. Guy from The Mummy. Yep. Guy from The Mummy. Brendan in Fraser. In a movie with like a sock monkey i don't know that's what i was thinking of when you said bedazzled that's not right um i just remember the logo it was like bedazzled and one of the it was like pink and the word bedazzled was bedazzled and one of the letters had like a little devil tail yes that's all i that's all i know <laughs> you you have mashed up two brendan fraser movies from the same they're era. both brendan fraser <laughs> yeah uh, oh, I, oh. the the movie with the with the sock monkey is called monkey bone Okay, and yeah. it is a very absurd movie. Um, Bedazzled is, uh, I think it's like a Faustian remake in itself. Uh, Brendan Fraser portrays uh, an average Joe who's down on his luck and offers to sell his soul to Elizabeth Hurley, who is portraying the devil. And uh, and then he, you know, he makes himself super cool and rich and handsome, and he's got a fast car and all this stuff, but he can't get rid of the devil, and that's kind of the whole thing. Huh. That sounds fun. I never saw that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Then that was like, that was, uh, let me, let me look up the year, but it was, it was in that like peak sort of Elizabeth Hurley directed by Harold Ramis. It came out in the year 2000. Harold Ramis. I love that guy. It's a remake of the same, uh, of the same film from 1967 of Faust retelling. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Brendan Fraser plays Elliot Richards, a geeky overzealous man who's working a dead end job for a San Francisco computer company. Brendan he has no friends and his co-workers avoid it. Plays a nerd. Oh yeah. It wasn't like, um, like she's all that or whatever. Yeah, it's like, a very she's all that thing, right? It's him. like, just give him, yeah, just give him glasses and we'll put him in an ill-fitting shirt. And like a pocket protector. <laughs> yeah. Done. And then suddenly it's like, oh, cool. So now, you know, he's, yeah, he, he just makes himself super cool. And then he tries to get the devil to cancel the contract because obviously you come to realize that being all these things that you're not isn't worth as much as your immortal soul or something i guess i mean have we tried everything like 
is everything worth more, worth less than my immortal soul? I don't know. I'm just asking questions. I'm yeah. just spitballing here. No, I, I think we have mounds of evidence that lots and lots of people of power in this very country and all over the world do not value their immortal souls more than they value all that other cool <laughs> stuff. And uh, and they all have like hundreds of thousands, if not uh, hundreds of millions of uh, social media followers for doing just that. <laughs> so, Like Robert Johnson. Yeah. Who sold his soul so he could play the guitar really well at the crossroads. And then he uh, recorded like 30 odd songs and then died in his 20s. Um, He was like 27. He was one of the 27 club, I think. I thought he was younger than that. Like, like actually like 22. Oh, Um, maybe so. But I would have to look it up. Anyway, don't know if he got to to, um, spend his millions. Yeah. I mean, we, we almost never do. Unless, unless you are born into them, then you can spend but them. There's a high-level nerd in the other room that's uh, confirming to me that he was 27. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> Thanks, high-level nerd. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad our, our people in the booth are on the show. Uh, you got a new producer, Nate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so great job on Bedazzled. Kelly, two points. Billy, one point. I am just. I'm. I'm way behind, huh? You're, you're behind by two points. It's really, oh, it's really so very bad. close. It's really very okay. close. And now we're going to play our second game. It's time to play Fuck, Marry, Kill. I was so worried <laughs> we were going to be like, surprise, it's I see what you did there again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because this podcast is actually your own personal hell. <laughs> Do you see what I'm doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I kind of hope that I, I get the opportunity to torture people in hell because I think that's all I'd do. I would just write that round over and over and over again. <laughs> be like, no, we've got to be done recording by now. Oh, no, no. We'll we've never be done. The <laughs> There's more. Uh, this week for Fuck, Mary Kill. It is Handsome Devils edition. So you have a choice between Robert De Niro's Lewis Cipher from the 1987 film Angel Heart, uh, Tom Ellis's Lucifer Morning Star from the television program Lucifer, 2016 to present, and Rodney Dangerfield's bathrobe-wearing, soon-to-retire Lucifer from Little Nicky from the year 2000. So which one of these handsome devils are you going to fuck? Which will you marry? And which will you kill? I hope you're asking Kelly. Uh, you're both going to get asked, so prepare oh. an answer. um boy i wish i i wish i knew the first two at all (laughs) i feel like i'm taking a real gamble on who i'm who i'm about to wed and like i I think the lucifer from tv is the most handsome one i know that he's the most handsome but is he any good or i mean i guess he's got his own tv show sure we'll we'll marry a lucifer lucifer um we'll man i'm I'm sorry, Roddy Dangerfield, but we're going to have to kill you. Just, you're a lot, and I don't know that I can handle that forever. <laughs> he, he can't get no respect. Uh, so I guess I'm, what am I doing with the other one? So you're, you're going oh, to fuck fucking Robert De Niro one. from 1987? <laughs> yeah, sure am. Yeah. I mean, I, I think 87 De Niro is probably, probably still a pretty, uh, pretty handsome gentleman who, oh, who could yeah, be fun for fine. an evening. Yeah. I, I could do worse. <laughs> Great. Okay, Billy. Who are you going to fuck? Who are you going to marry? Who are you going to kill? Um, I'm going to fuck the TV person uh-huh. because uh, obviously the sexy one. And 
marry Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> because okay. he's funny and he'll make me laugh. Okay. And then I'm going to murder Robert De Niro because uh, of the street cred that comes with killing oh. 80s Robert De Niro. Yeah, that's actually, that's really big. Yeah, that's not a bad answer. Hmm. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what up, Deer Hunter? Well, very good. Yeah, I mean, you're both absolutely correct. Uh, I'm going to give Kelly two points and Billy three points, primarily because I do think that marrying Rodney Dangerfield is the safe bet, especially in the context of Little Nicky, where he is he is getting ready to step down from having any responsibilities in hell. So basically, oh, you just like inherit that. all of the power of hell. And he's oh. pretty much just like checked out. Yeah, I got lucky on that. I didn't think about that. You get to be, uh, you basically get to be Gloria for Modern Family. And that's oh, damn, I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> you can change. It's fine. We can, uh, we'll share. Mr. Wives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a cute, what a cute thing. I wonder what the Mormons would think about that. Having a sister wife arrangement uh, with the devil. Let's call problem. them. Yeah. Yeah. Get them on the phone. Hi, is this the Mormons? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Would you like us to pray for you before you die so that you can get into heaven? Uh, you know what? Wrong number. Oh, okay, then. But goodbye. <laughs> well, that was weird. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, and now, from the makers of Pomme ou Pomme de Terre, it's La Chose Française Arbitraire. That's the arbitrary French thing. And the only thing that's French about it is the name. <laughs> so let's say that you, like Faust, are making a deal with the devil. What do you ask for? And what could possibly be worth trading your immortal soul? I'm always so bad at stuff like this. It's like the, um, the tomorrow you wake up with $10 billion. What do you do first? And I'm like, pay off my student loans. Like my answers are always so boring. Um, I'm going to go buy this grocery list. You you go, you go first this time. Oh, um, (laughs) I'm selling my soul for, um, let's say I'm going with, um, absolute pleasure. Okay. What, what is, That's a very Satanist answer, by yeah. the way. Mm-hmm. How does that manifest? Like, what? what I guess I, like? I, I could have said world peace. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you but that just seemed unrealistic. Yeah. Um, yeah. That'll never last. But this absolute pleasure thing. So, is this like a lot of PC magazines or something? Else? <laughs> yeah, it's a all lot of the... mattresses, one PC magazine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just got to keep it fresh. I don't want this PC magazine to see two beds. That just sounds like it'd be hard to get to. <laughs> All those mattresses. Um, oh, just just being comfortable and free of stress, um, which, you know, you could extrapolate into world peace because um, I'm not really going to be com- completely comfortable until everyone else is as well. Aww. That's a really that's a really wonderful thing to say. It's also not entirely false. <laughs> I, I mean, I think we're all in, we're steeping in serious existential crisis right now. I, I, I don't think that's, I think that's completely undeniable. I feel similarly, like I, I, I can touch, I can, I can nearly touch the face of happiness <laughs> up in the heavens with great effort. But yeah, you spend a lot of time going, oh, fuck, I don't know. What do we got? Two more years and then everything goes to shit again. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I would take that. I would take some, some just absolute bliss. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to go a slightly different route. Um, this could be the depression talking, but I'm going to go the war games route. The only way to win is not to play. Let's destroy it all. Wipe it all out. Nothing. I, I will give my soul up to just call it a wash. None of this Ooh. ever existed. None of it ever will. Like total universal cell death yeah, kind of thing? All of it just wiped from history. I dig Hard that too. reset. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. Yeah, just, just, just bring on the quiet that is total darkness. Yeah. Yes. Most people don't think that's super cool, but I know I, <laughs> it's how I clear rooms at parties when I'm like, you know, it would be awesome if there were no more people. <laughs> what if we all died right now, guys? Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, it would just all have to stop. Right. And that would be fine. Yeah. There's a difference between dying and never having existed. Yes. That's what I'm exploiting here. The sudden cessation of existence is not death. It is just no. stop. Yep. Yeah. I oh, think that sounds good. okay. So you're going for uh, erasure. Yeah. I want it all to have never happened. Okay. Yep. Do, 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 do. I wish I knew uh, how to sing a little respect by erasure because that's a, that'd be a oh. great song to cue right now. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Hey. Respect to me. Yeah, you can cut. That's good. We got there. We got there. <laughs> we can cut uh, that out. Yeah, no, I'll, I'm leaving it all in. Um oh. I I was going to say that that what I would do is trade it for immortality. Oh, okay. You can have yeah, my soul like and I'll just be here it. forever. If I can't be killed and I can't die, I'll just stay here forever. That's great. That's like sentencing, sentencing yourself to hell because, I don't know, I've got some of those friends that are like, existing is awesome. And I'm like, no. I'm already um, over it. I can't imagine it, doing this forever. <laughs> that would be the, terrible. The beauty of, of having the immortality that I'm thinking of, though, is that you don't have to exist like this because none of this stuff matters any longer. Like... If, if you if you have like total immortality, you know, like, oh, well, I'll be alive in 40 years. Like, whatever. I'll just like go yeah, into the woods have to and forage drink, and drink blood and not go in the sun. <laughs> well, oh, wait. He's these not are not party rules. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like vampire rules. I mean, I might still do that, but, you know, there's not a lot of consequences. <laughs> I mean, if you've got forever, you might as well give it a whirl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what what is what is uh, eternal life uh, but experiencing everything? possible <laughs> including the blood of the innocent what happens when the sun explodes where do you go i guess you just exist as like a, a floating point throughout space and you're time floating around in space dude you're gonna be so bored you're gonna spend you're gonna have to think of so many i see what you did there is just to keep yourself busy <laughs> right and then i'm not i'm gonna have to like spend my life trying to discover new forms of life just to play the game but the moment you get there, they're going to be like, who's this crazy person coming out of the sky with no ship or instruments or suits? You're going to need a really good coat because it's going to be chilly. You are going to be some other civilization's devil. I mean, that would be an honor, wouldn't it? That would be You're pretty good. You're going to have to learn how to start making soul deals. I mean, I, I've been working in a, a kind of a transactional job for a while. <laughs> like I can write up a contract. I can do some negotiations. Okay. <laughs> well, so long as you're ready. Something like the undersigned uh, agrees to 
forfeit this blah, 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 asset valued at this we're gonna, we're gonna say your soul's worth uh worth six times uh your good works so we'll give you that return value you you'll love it uh, <laughs> uh, i think you got this figured out yeah maybe i've thought about it too much i'm now curious about nate's history how long he's been here <laughs> how long have i been here oh, yeah God. what planet are you from yes what planet am i from what planet <laughs> is any of us from really aren't we all made of star stuff okay here we go <laughs> i had a uh <laughs> a, a medium tell me one time when i was like 15 that i was from the pleiades oh cool <gasps> the seven sisters yeah a blue star child i think is what she said nice. and i was just like cool whatever that means <clears throat> you do some you've always reminded me of a blue star child though i do happen to be wearing blue also true. Now is this i guess that seals the deal <laughs> is a blue star child the same or different from indigo children oh no i think that's what it was you said you were an indigo child oh you probably suck yeah. then huh <laughs> well what's an indigo child <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Uh, wasn't that that band with all the lesbians? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. got it. That's them. <laughs> Nailed it. It's getting closer to 50, free. 50 points. Uh. <laughs> Indigo children, according to pseudoscientific New Age concept, are children who are believed to possess special, unusual, and sometimes supernatural traits or abilities. <laughs> I'm also extremely colorblind, so it's sort of funny to me that I said, uh, blue kids or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you get the nuance between blue and indigo, Billy? Jesus. Absolutely not. <laughs> Maybe that's one of your special indigo children's special powers as your colorblindness. You just have to learn to harness it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm pretty good at grayscale. Um, There's got to like, be a market for that. Actually, there, there is. shades of gray, okay. so. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> Nate, get that, get that PC magazine out. I had I had an hey. old like uh like Vietnam vet eye doctor one time who was like oh so you're colorblind let's see how bad and then <laughs> we did some tests and he was like oh you are really really colorblind you would have been very useful in uh, World War II as a bombardier because they needed people who could see through the camouflage on the tanks um, and you know tell people where to shoot the mortars and, or as a sniper in vietnam because you know same thing really like you can see shapes in a different way that the people who are confused by camouflage can't see it and yeah. i was like that's cool can you fix it and he was like no yeah. <laughs> no but you can have this sniper rifle and i've got a list of people that i'd like you to take care of <laughs> i made a lot of money that year yeah <laughs> I never thought about that though. That makes a lot of sense that like the the dense foliage of the jungle would pose less of like a visual distraction because you would just kind of see like a flat non-green. You're not really seeing that. You'd just be seeing like, oh, well, there's a there's a figure back there, maybe. Is that correct? Yeah. Or am I just <laughs> talking well, my I ass? mean <laughs> in my limited sniper experience, I, I haven't quite figured it out yet, but um, just that one year after all. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know. That's fair. Yeah. I, hey, don't tell me anything that will require you to kill me before I have a chance to sum my soul. That's we'll do I'm an saying. episode on it. It'll be great. <laughs> Snipers might be a fun um, topic. Yeah. It, it could be. Yeah. All right. I'm writing it down. I mean, you know, if you like shooting people. 
maybe not. Maybe. Never mind. <laughs> Sometimes you have to to move history forward, right? Uh. uh hey, great job on La Chose Francais Arbitraire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you each two points. Woo! So we're going into the final topic. And right now, Kelly, you are ahead with 16 points to Billy's 15. So only one point separates the two of you. But notably, six points separate the two of us with your measly 10. This is true. Yeah, I only have 10 points. (laughs) But who knows how long I've been here? So those points could be sitting in a point bank account that I opened in the 1840s. Accruing interest. Just accrue. I mean, something should. If this podcast isn't going to, at least my point should. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Kelly, you ready? Yep. Do you have a vague idea about the Devil's Dictionary? Yes. The Devil's Dictionary. Sorry, I'm coughing to buy time while I make something up. Oh, no, I thought that you were being choked by the beyond because you were about to actually dish on the devil's dictionary. No, um, here's 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 what I've got. The devil's dictionary is um, like a like a grimoire, like an old witch's book, um, and it defines all of the um, different ingredients you might need to do spells in order to serve your dark lord and master and live deliciously very good billy oh nice nice witch reference there thank you yeah um black philip uh uh, billy uh, do you have a vague idea about the devil's dictionary um i think it is probably um one of those weird christian things where it's just a list of bad things that you're not supposed to be involved with that uh cooking fish on a saturday or uh well probably more like um you know heavy metal yoga (laughs) queer like the signs that the guys hold when they stand outside a sporting event yeah yeah just as like democrats abortionists (laughs) (laughs) exactly rock and rollers babysitters (laughs) people who take vaccines yeah yeah <laughs> wait babysitters yeah, um, I don't, you know <laughs> um yeah that's what i'm going with okay okay uh, i'm both, gonna lose this you, you're both very close um it, it, it is definitely a book i will tell you that you're both correct on, on the bookness of it um the devil's dictionary is a satirical dictionary written by ambrose bierce oh, way back shit. in the way back in uh 1906 um It consists of common words followed by humorous or satirical definitions. That sounds fun. fun. So, uh, so let me, (laughs) so you owe me and the devil a Coke. (laughs) Mm -hmm, You can pry it out of my cold, dead hands after the end of existence. (laughs) And I'll be there to see it. So (laughs) that's right. We'll sort it out. Um, So some examples are under, under a, in the devil's dictionary, accuracy is a noun. A certain uninteresting quality carefully excluded from human statements. Oh, right? <laughs> this is it's quirky. He's he's being a he's being a card, that Ambrose Beer. What year did you say? Uh, 1906. 1906. He yeah. was just getting all hopped up on laudanum and goofballs and yeah. writing this shit out. <laughs> he also has the, the next entry is for accuser, also a noun. One's former friend, particularly the person for whom. One has performed some friendly service. This guy sounds like a rapist. I don't like him. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. That, that one's, that one's real bad. Um, it's definitely eight. questionable. <laughs> I was having fun on that first one. <laughs> We have a quick 180 on the second. Let, I, I, let's see if I can make this more fun again. Uh, ache is a verb uh, that is to act like a tomb of a cucumber. To act yeah. like a tomb of a cucumber. Definitely drugs involved <laughs> in the writing yeah. of this book. Uh, how about this acorn noun, a small nut about which cluster the American patriots hopes of a navy. It makes tyranny tremble. Oh, uh, where, what where, the where, actual what? fuck? <laughs> yeah, these just keep getting weirder. Um, <laughs> actress, noun, a woman whose good name is commonly tainted from being so much in our mouths. Oh, what? That, that one's with this guy again. <laughs> yeah, that that one's that one's back on the back on the thing. It was 1906. You could say lots of things about broads back then. All right, <laughs> Adam's apple. Noun, a protuberance on the throat of a man thoughtfully provided by nature to keep the rope in place. Oh, I like that one. Okay, okay, yeah. funny, okay. <laughs> um, and adherent, noun, a follower who has not yet obtained all he expects to get. Oh, mm. That's kind yeah. of deep. So you get a you get a real vibe about Ambrose Bierce being just like, a, he, he's a cranky motherfucker. I feel like he was <laughs> right going something. Yeah, oh yeah. 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 I, I, clearly, he was going through a breakup. He'd screwed a friend over. He'd mm-hmm. possibly and probably raped a woman. And then yep. he was like, you know what I need to do to just get over this is I just got to write all my bad vibes down in this dictionary. <laughs> just get them out. Just get them out of my body. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Great job. I'm going to give you each one point. And that means that, Kelly, you have won this week's episode with 17 points. Hail Satan! Hail Satan! Yeah. (laughs) And Billy, second place with 16 points. Very close game. Third place for Nate with only 10. Did I win a a board game version of the show? Um, You're very welcome to be bored by having been on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Too late. Um, No, just kidding. (laughs) So, Kelly, anything you'd like to plug as this week's winner? Um... Yes, if you have not yet done so, get your dumb vaccine. If you are eligible, get your booster. Um, also, send me horror movie recommendations on Twitter at Kelly Attaway. I want to watch them all. Thank you. What have you watched so far? Oh my gosh, nothing that would be like interesting to list on the on the podcast. It's all like oh no here's one it's not halloween specific but it was a really good horror movie that i watched recently it's called after midnight um and it's it's about um a guy whose partner she leaves him um and they are like they live out like in the woods and after she leaves a weird monster starts coming to his door after midnight every night and he's like barricading himself against it and like shooting at it and the sheriff is like why do you keep firing your gun in the middle of the night and he's like there's a monster um (laughs) and it's it's really interesting uh henry zabrowski is in it um and it is it all it's it feels almost like a play like it's very um there are just scenes that would be perfect on the stage i don't know it's really good highly recommend after midnight it sounds a little bit like there's an old Twilight Zone episode from the 60s, from the original run, where Robert Redford plays the devil. Come, well, or I guess he plays death, but he, 
the whole episode is this older lady keeps like having a man like come to her door that she doesn't know so she's like barricading herself in her small like mm-hmm. new york basement apartment and then yeah robert redford shows up and he's like hey no it's okay it's cool and then they have like a heart to heart and then she dies it's, it's good stuff spoilers spoilers for that episode. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it turns out that if a extraordinarily handsome man shows up to your house when you're old you're probably dead mm, i would be suspicious even now <laughs> yeah. i would be suspicious <laughs> that what was that brad, brad pitt movie <laughs> Uh, uh, meet Joe, Joe Black. Black. Yeah. Oh. It's like three hours and twenty minutes long, and he gets hit by a it bus. It was. It was so long. Yeah. But the bus hitting part is pretty. That's worth it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can find gifts of it. I'll, I'll try to. I'll try to post it with the show. <laughs> 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 this is when the uh, seventeen local met Joe Black. You know what Halloween movie I've been really enjoying um, is uh, Trick or Treat. Uh, that's oh. on my list. I haven't seen that one ever. It's on HBO Max right now, I think. Sorry. Or, of course, you can probably find it for free on BitTorrent. Um, but yeah, check that internet truck. But that's uh, not legal. Um, but yeah, that that movie's really fun. It's got a, it's like a really like that heavy kind of Halloween atmosphere that mm-hmm. you know sometimes it's like, oh, it's Halloween. I want to watch a horror movie. But when it's got that extra like Halloweeniness, um, that's always nice. Yeah, you know, you can look at lists of like, what are the good Halloween movies to watch? It's like The Shining, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's it has nothing to do with Halloween. Right. I'm still probably gonna watch it because it rules, but it um, rules, yeah. But it's not the right vibe. They didn't understand the assignment. But, you know, if you want to see, like, a lot of jack-o'-lanterns and trick-or-treating and then, like, fucked up shit that happens around that, um, trick-or-treat is fantastic. Okay. Nice. Halloween is is a great movie. Just generally great. But it's also, like, come on. Duh. You know that remake? Or I guess it wasn't a remake. The one that came out a few years ago, part of the Halloween series. <clears throat> yeah, the Rob Zombie one? Yeah. No. I don't think it was Rob Zombie. I'm pretty sure was it was. It? Um, with the with the gal with the original gal with Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah, yeah. I think did yeah maybe Rob's on. Oh, it that. didn't feel like him. Okay, um, that was it. Yeah, that was good. Cool. I didn't watch it because most of his stuff is a little too like. Blah. Um, See, and I, I I think that's why I didn't think it was him because it wasn't like that at all. It it's, was it's it's not new. him. It's uh, not? it's David Gordon Green, but it was <laughs> Danny McBride was one of the writers on the movie. That's kind of crazy. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. It's good. He's from Fredericksburg, oh, Virginia. A couple podcasters die. I'm so sorry. After <laughs> uh, Rob Zombie did direct Halloween two from 2009. Yeah, mm, that's what I was thinking about. Why would did that it, be Halloween two? Because Halloween two came out a long time ago. Yeah, but it, I think this was Halloween II versus Halloween numeral two that came out in like 1980. Fuck. Because yes, yeah. somebody should be. <laughs> regulating this stuff um <laughs> my favorite one is halloween three that has nothing to do with michael myers except yeah. that he like shows up on a commercial uh, yeah, halloween the weird... three season of the witch with the with the masks and yeah it's like weird it's like weird eight... irish toy company yeah <laughs> and it's got the really weird commercial that comes on the tv that just it's just a, a jack lantern with a strobe light and it goes get ready kids halloween's (laughs) just around the corner don't forget to wear your masks (laughs) 
and it actually makes that noise and like I know it sounds dumb when I do it, but it's... Well, you did the Foley work for the movie. You did the, the Foley movie. work, yeah. yeah. This is your famous voice acting. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, this right. in action. <laughs> they could have used a synthesizer. It would have been cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> but if you haven't watched Halloween 3 in a while, you should go check it out. It's great. Yeah, I'll have to. I intend to watch Nightmare on Elm Street 3 because I've never watched it, and it's the one that everybody says is the best one, I think, because that's the one where they're all like dream warriors or whatever oh well i know what i'm doing tonight i'm just gonna watch all these movies back to back because i don't remember them do it yeah never sleep again never sleep again what's the point how many movies are there like 49 or something yeah i don't know it's too many then you start mixing like the freddy versus jason crossovers and like i lost track a long time ago yeah what weren't they in space were they both in space or was just one of them in space jason was in space for sure because there was jason x was the one where they like defrost him in the year yeah 2200 or something i think freddy was in that too freddy might have been in that yeah i'm pretty sure they fought in space and it was one of those things where it was like this is the premise and i was like i'm I don't don't even know what kind of drugs I would need to watch this. (laughs) Like, I guess there are no rules. I guess we can do anything. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, there aren't. It's it's literally all made up. So you can do whatever you want. And always go back and revisit the 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 first um, uh, Jason movie because you know you get to watch Kevin Bacon get brutally murdered. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. To bring it through the back. Hilarious. With like a. Is it a fence post or an arrow? I forget. I think it's an arrow. Yeah. Because I think it yeah. comes through and then it like starts the spurty thing and then it's like slowly draws back and it's blah. And yeah, he's and like, it's like, oh, why no. was, how did he get hold of that archery equipment? <laughs> <laughs> How's his aim so good? Right? <laughs> um, Tremors is another good movie. No, not Hall- not on Halloween, but it's that's a fun that's a well, fun horror Dune movie. Well, is coming out soon, so if we want to talk about worms and spice, pop a Tremors on in there. Yeah, yeah, because they are definitely cooking some chili in those <laughs> weird Nevada trailers that they live in. <laughs> <laughs> and if you really like Tremors, then there's like a shit ton of those that you can watch too. Oh yeah, yeah, get, like you know, pr- progressively worse. Right, because like Michael Gross, the dad from Family Ties, is in like eight of them or something. <laughs> They're all direct to video, yeah. and then and Reba McIntyre's in a bunch of them too. Oh boy! Oh my god, I never got to the Reba ones. Oh my Dude, god, you gotta get into the Reba action. <laughs> oh no 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 no! Sorry, I just had an uh, like a like a flash memory of her like cocking a gun that's got to be from tremors that's got to be it right i think i think they're like the married couple that have all the guns the and bunker everything. that they like okay got yeah. it yes, yeah. I have seen that. yes okay <laughs> so yeah there there are nine nightmare on elm street films um just so you know plus a television series several novels comic books and video games as well um uh, billy is there anything you'd like to plug you didn't win this week but oh that's okay um I'd like to plug the the small town in California called Lone Pine, where Tremors was filmed, <laughs> along with um, a bunch of old westerns back in the day. And this is the actually the entry town to um, uh, Mount Whitney, which is the tallest peak in the 48 states. And um, I've climbed it a couple times. And the first time that I came down, 
uh, was in the middle of the night. And I woke up the next day and there were like old dudes in cowboy costumes everywhere. And I was like, what is going on? And they were, they were, (laughs) I know, I thought like maybe, maybe I went through some kind of like, you know, time vortex and ended up in the Midwest, uh, the the, the old West. Um, But no, they were just just having scary. (laughs) It is maybe scarier. Um, (laughs) They were just having a little um, old West film festival. But then I, I also discovered that they have um, a critters museum there. Like the movie critters. Oh, sorry, not critters. Um, oh, tremors. We, tremors. Yeah. Tremors. Okay. Yeah. Critters. Still totally cool. Different. Yeah. <laughs> that that would have been off topic. Yeah. 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 Tremors <laughs> Museum. <laughs> Here's the toilet from Critters. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, is there anything? You guys else? are still using not really. It, so yeah, that's a giant ball of critters. <laughs> uh, but they have a Tremors Museum there, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. All right. Also, um, yeah, please get your vaccines. Yeah, come on, guys. Yeah. We, on. we we really could get this over with. It would be so nice if we could just all be done. I want to hug and kiss people on the cheek again. And not yeah. I want to go full mouth. About I want full mouth kisses. Come on, everybody. Vaccinate yourselves. Yeah. Oh, I'm we just going to go down on all my friends as soon as, <laughs> as I can. <laughs> <laughs> There's one more of that famous Foley work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was good. I like it. I was convinced. <laughs> I think we're I think we're all aroused now. Is that not uh, what it sounds like when it happens to you? I don't know. I've never done it with a PC. You <laughs> have a PC magazine. Yeah. I mean, it sounded kind of like Cookie Monster. Just. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought that's what they based Cookie Monster on. <laughs> yeah. It was a different kind of monster. And then people were like, Jim, you got to rein it in. This is a children's program. I'm going to get right. my Ouija board what? and contact Jim Henson. <laughs> oh, man. Via the devil. <sighs> I think Jim Henson and I share a birthday. Oh, yeah? I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he was September 24th. You better find out. I'm checking. I got uh, Boris Karloff yep. and Harpo Marx. <laughs> hey, that's good. And Miley Harpo Cyrus. Marx explains the whole, the, the, the Foley work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harpo Marx is here, everybody. Uh, all right. Thank you both for being on this week. This was a lot of fun. Uh, listeners, if you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen. It really helps us out. You can also check out the other podcasts we have on the network. There's also Roll for Blank Streets of Mage, our Dungeons and Dragons podcast that Billy's also on playing Otis. Yeah, you can come see Otis on there. He's going to show you what's up with some stuff. You can also check out our Sex and the City podcast, Funky Spunk, which will, uh, I am promised, return uh, from hiatus sometime soon. So check that out. There's also like a full season and a half to listen to. Just gorge yourself on the audio. Sup from the the delicious cup of content. Uh, We also have our Denver Nuggets podcast, Hard Pick Mining Company, where the Denver Five will come back soon to discuss this next season of professional mile high basketball. Um, and otherwise, yeah, I second this. Uh, let's just finish getting vaccinated. I can't wait until I can get my booster so I can just uh, continue to have another six months of feeling semi invulnerable. It, it, it's a great feeling. You know, you're going to grocery stores without masks on. You're, you're saying hi to strangers, shaking hands with people occasionally. It's, it's you crazy. Don't go that far. <laughs> uh, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be about strangers. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, <laughs> you don't want COVID because it is terrible. And yeah. that's coming from somebody who has had long COVID for 19 months. And yeah. it fucking blows. It yeah, has changed my life. You don't want to deal with what Billy's had to deal with, for sure. And, and it's serious. So don't subject your friends to this or yourself. Guys, come on. Let's do the right thing. I got horror stories for you if you want them. Yeah. Because it's Halloween. <laughs> Next week's episode, Billy's just going to talk about his long COVID experience for one hour and 10 minutes. No regular show. <laughs> gonna hit it hard just to scare people straight um yeah so guys thanks again this was so much fun thanks yeah, for thank you for having us we have all had a vague idea about the devil this week and that's a good thing because he is in the details bye Big Ideas, written and produced by me, Nate Rigolia, Shannon Page, and sometimes John Paros. Information about topics often comes on Wikipedia, so hey, why not donate a bit to that? Sound effects are Creative Commons public domain. If you like this podcast, tell a few people, and subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen. And if you happen to like reading science fiction, check out the small press I started with my friend Sean Grokowski. You can find Spaceboy books at readspaceboy.com. 